Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello, future doctors. Thanks for being here with us. So today we're going to talk a little bit about combined MD programs that actually exist for both high school students and college students. Probably this will be a new concept to many of you, so um, we thought it would be a good idea because in your search to become a doctor, you'll probably come across these. We will go over what these programs are so you can better understand and decide if this is something that you would like to pursue. So I'm going to start with um, combined programs for high school applicants. So this is uh, specifically, if you're graduating from high school, you would be able to apply to these programs. So you essentially get a BS or BA and an MD program. So that's, it's a combined program in that sense. This is for high school students who are definitely sure that they want to be doctors. Like you have no doubt in your mind, which I find that so crazy to know, right? It's a direct pathway from, co- from high school to college to medical school, and it may guarantee you admission to the medical school if you meet certain criteria. There's about 46 programs that exist per the AMC reported in 2021-2022, and then within each program, there are very few spots. So as you can imagine, these are very competitive programs, and it has a very low acceptance rate, 1% to 9%. And the reason being because they're very small programs. Um, most of these accept less than 10 high school students per year. And from what I saw, more so average was maybe somewhere between three to six. So very competitive. Several states and Puerto Rico offer this program. And these programs will vary in length of time. It takes to complete undergrad and medical school together. So essentially, you would just be done with both um, somewhere between six to nine years, depending on the program. Most high school students have a very, very competitive GPA um, that get accepted into this program, or they're pretty much graduating at the top of their class. Most of them have great SAT and ACT scores. I couldn't find how this has changed, though, just with the recent changes with SAT requirements in some states, but prior to that, they had exceptional scores. And they also have extensive clinically related experience in high school to basically understand that you know what you're getting into. So um, if you apply to this program, they want to see that you've had some exposure to what it's like to be a doctor, work within the health setting. They will also require high school students to have letter recommendations, and they will have needed to do some high school science coursework like chemistry, biology, and physics. Some programs will require interviews with the college and the School of Medicine. So at 17, 18, you might be interviewed by the School of Medicine, which is so crazy, like to be 17 <laughs> and have to go through it. But kudos to those students that do it. So you would have to go through this interview. And if they like you, some of the programs, the final say is actually the School of Medicine staff that interviewed you. If you get accepted into this combined program, In college, you'll be given um, a specific curriculum that you have to follow. So they'll tell you which courses you have to take. Some of the programs, they require you to spend your summers doing research or volunteering as well. You will have to maintain um, your college GPA pretty high. Uh, What I saw roughly, it's like 
they will look at your overall GPA and your science GPA and um, specifically your science GPA 3.6 or above. And you have to get a B or higher. So if you get a C, I guess it depends on the program, if they put you on probation or if you get, you know, basically booted out of the program or they give you another try. So it'll vary from program to program. Some of the colleges will also require you to still take the MCAT. Some don't, but some do. And then you have to have a minimum score of the MCAT. And from what I saw from these programs and my search was uh, they vary from 506 to 514. So you have to perform pretty well. And then some programs, although it's you can think of it like you're automatically admitted into medical school, they still require you to go into the MCAS application, do secondary. So essentially going through the entire process of applying just to that medical school that's affiliated with the program that, that you're doing. Per AMC in 2021, only about from the... Um, the graduating medical students that did this program were about 1.7%. So it's a very, very tiny amount. So now you might think, what are the benefits of doing a program like this? A benefit would be you finish, you may finish quicker, right? So if you're if you do one of those programs that are six to seven years, and that translates into costing you less in terms of education. You won't, with some of the programs, you don't have to go through the medical school process of the application. So that's that's a big part, right? It's a lot of stress. And then there's also associated finances with that. So you save that money. And then for some of the programs that don't require you to take the MCAT, again, that's really nice to not have to study for it and not even have to worry about it. You also get an advisor to help guide you throughout college. So I think that's kind of nice because you kind of have help along the way, which most students don't get. Now, what would be the bad things about it probably are the things that might not necessarily be so beneficial. I think personally finishing quicker. And and the reason that I can also see that as a good thing and a bad thing is you just start working sooner and and that's a lot. You know, once you get there quicker and it's like you've you've zipped through the whole process, but there's a lot of work involved with it at a very young age. The other thing about a program like this is it doesn't allow you to explore other options given there's a strict curriculum. So if you wanted to, maybe you took a, you wanted to take a different course to learn about something, they might not let you just because that's the way the program's set up. And then it'll also limit you from exploring other interests. For example, you won't be able to study abroad, or you might not be able to play sports or declare a double major. Again, because the curriculum is so tight and so set, you will be limited in some of these things. The other thing is, Say you get in, you get into the program, you're going through it, and then you don't make it because you couldn't score the MCAT score that the program wanted, because you couldn't get anything higher than a C in a certain class, or your GPA falls. So again, that's a little risk you will, well, I would say a big risk that you would also take. I was recalling back when I was an undergrad, and my undergrad I had a similar program like this. At that time, my undergrad had a combined program that was set up in a way where you got into, you had to be accepted into the university. And once you were there, you could apply to the seven-year combined program. And then the students that were selected towards the end, they would select like the top five or seven students, I want to say. I couldn't remember the number really well. And those would be the students that go on to the medical school, which at that time it was UCLA. I did have two friends that did do well in this program, got into it. But I will tell you, they were really hardcore and busy. 
I probably saw them only the first week of a freshman year, and then that was it. Because it is intense. It is demanding. You have to be really sure that you want to do this. Although these two friends of mine, it was what they wanted to do, and they went on and finished and, and got to medical school as well. Now, Dr. Marina, did you consider these types of programs when you were in high school, or do you have any friends or any colleagues who did this? I didn't know about these, actually, until I was in medical school, and I remember meeting a couple of my classmates who had done those sorts of programs, and they had, you know, from the time they were seniors in high school, they knew what college and what medical school they were going to because that was the deal with this program. So yeah, I didn't know about it when I was younger. I will say, though, that as a mentor now, I have mentored a couple of students who not necessarily are in this specific type of program, but who have scholarships that have similar requirements. So um, lots of times you may get like a scholarship that will fund your education during your undergrad, but you have to meet similar requirements. Your GPA can't dip below a 3.6 or 3.7 or 3.5 in some cases. And, you know, if you get a C or lower, you might be on probation. And that's a lot of stress. I remember one particular mentee. I mean, he was just so stressed all the time because he was always thinking, I have to get good grades. I have to get good grades. I have to get good grades because if I don't, I lose my scholarship and I lose this opportunity. And it just created a lot of stress for him. And I think he didn't do a lot of things that would have brought him joy, like doing some volunteer activities or doing certain things during the summer or just you know, relaxing and taking it easy sometimes because there was always this pressure and this stress of like, if I don't get an A or close to an A, I'm at risk of losing my scholarship. So that's just something to take into consideration is, do you want to be under that much pressure? Now, but again, like you mentioned, there are pros to this. I mean, you get guaranteed a spot in medical school and you get to save that whole headache of applying to medical school if you succeed in one of these programs. But at the same time, there are very stringent requirements that you will have to adhere to. So, but you know, it's right for some people. And if you have the qualifications in high school to get into one of these programs, you should at least try. If you know you want to be a doctor, I think it's a good idea to at least try. I can relate in the sense just because I did that post that when your postback program, and essentially it had a lot of that same criteria where you had to maintain. In our case, it was a B, plus, a B or higher. And that was a lot of stress because you, you knew that there was a lot to be lost, right? But I was at an age, I think, that I was ready for that. So, I mean, at, I graduated at 17. I don't know if I, if I was mentally ready for that at that point. So just consider that. Or if you have a little bit of an inkling that I think I want to be a doctor, that would probably limit you where you can explore other things. And again, I was able to study abroad. I recommend it to all students. So that was a combined program for high school students. So aside from those combined programs, there's also other combined programs for college applicants. So for if you're in college and you're applying to medical school, there's an MD-PhD program. There's MD MBA programs, there's MD master's programs, and MD JD programs. And these programs are usually built into the medical school curriculum and they offer various opportunities to explore other degrees while attaining your medical degree at the same time. So let's first talk about the MD PhD program. 
Usually, it's about three to four years in addition to your four years of medical education, meaning um, it takes about seven to eight years to get both of these degrees. Now, you might be wondering, why would someone be interested in this, right? (laughs) Well, some future doctors already know that they want to be a physician working with patients, but they also have such a great passion for research. These doctors who tend to get this type of degree end up working at universities academics or research institutes, and they spend a great deal of their professional time doing research. These are the doctors we call doctor scientists. If you haven't checked out our episode number 10, we actually interview a doctor scientist. His name is Dr. George Hightower, and um, you can check that out to listen to his experience as a uh, doctor scientist. Now, for these programs, to apply to these programs, it's done via the Centralized Medical School Application Platform, AMCAS. And then you would just designate yourself as an MD-PhD applicant. Uh, Some of the pros to doing this type of combined program is that you're doing research because you sincerely love it. And this will likely be the majority of your time as a physician. The other awesome cool thing is you get two professional degrees, right? And these are great degrees. And then the other thing is that these type of the MD-PhD program, you can find programs where they're fully funded. So basically, they'll pay everything. Or they give you a big, nice chunk of money to offset all of the expenses. So you will have significantly less medical school debt. Now the cons. It's very competitive to get into. It takes, obviously, it takes longer to finish school. So instead of you won't be graduating with your entering class because you're going to be there longer. Um, That may create some impact if you have a family already in medical school as well. The other thing is you might change your mind along the way, you know. At my medical school, I did have a friend that was in this program, and I think he was probably into three or four years into it, and he started feeling that pressure from the family, so he actually switched out of it as well, and then, you know, he went through the process like, oh, I could have graduated with my entering class, and I lost out on this time, but so that's also something to think about if you're considering a program like this. Dr. Marina, um, anything else you've heard from colleagues or, um, or people that you know regarding these, uh, the MD-PhD programs? Yeah, I think it can be a little bit emotionally hard because you start medical school with your class, right? Your first year entering class, about 100 other students, you bond with them, you make friendships over your first two years of medical school, and then all of a sudden... At the beginning of the third year, where they go off to clinical rotations, you have to start your PhD program. And that can be a little isolating because suddenly all of these friends and classmates that you've had for two years, they're off doing something else and you're stuck in a lab or you're focused on your research project. And then you devote three to four years to work on your research that will ultimately earn you your PhD. And then when you're done with that, you circle back into your third year of medical school and you join a completely different class that you have not met before. So you have to kind of develop new friendships. All of the people that you started medical school with are already graduated and off, except for the few others that are also doing a PhD. And so it can be isolating and it can feel like you're in school forever because (laughs) you've already done four years of college. And then you did two years of medical school, and then you did four years of a PhD, and now you're still finishing medical school. It can feel like a really long time. So just from the friends that I had that were MD, PhD 
applicants. They are very impressive, though. I mean, to have both a PhD and a medical degree, it's just amazing. They're really bright people. I had a couple of um, co-residents during my residency who had done MD-PhD programs, and their experience and their knowledge was just really impressive. Yeah, definitely agree. And then there's other another type of combined program. Um, there's the MD MBA combined program, and this is for future physicians who have an interest on the business side of medicine. Because in reality, as Dr. Marina and I have learned, medicine is business. <laughs> uh-huh. So these future doctors may especially have an interest in doing more administrative roles within a healthcare organization or a medical organization. And these programs tend to focus a focus a lot on enhancing leadership skills as well. These programs are typically one to two years, um, so that's on top of your four years of medical education. Uh, you also can apply through these programs with the AMCAS and select the designation for this combined program. Some medical schools may allow you to apply during medical school. So, say you just applied as a medical school applicant, and then within While you're in medical school, you decide, oh, this is something I would like to pursue. Um, Some of the schools will allow you to take some time off so you can pursue this degree. Some MBA programs will, though, also require you to take the GRE or GMAT exam. And some benefits to this would be, of course, you get to acquire another degree. Um, It can help you land your dream position as a physician, being in an executive or leadership role. And you learn about the business side of medicine because in medical school, you do not get that. <laughs> and then on the flip side, it does take more time, obviously. This will add money to the pre-existing loans you already have from medical school. So you have to consider that as well. And uh, you'll go through an application process for the, the business school as well. Along the lines of a combined master's program. So that was a business master's program. Then there's one that there's an MD-MPH program. And that's the master's in public health. And this is for physicians who have an interest in public health work or research. Uh, this may be a physician who has a special interest in identifying problems in the public health setting and or doing research in the area and making a big difference as well. These programs are usually about a year long, and you can apply um, to these types of programs via the AMCAS or again later during medical school if your medical school allows it. And I know Dr. Marina did this, so I'm going to let her tell you about what the application process was like, if she knew she wanted to do this before, even applying to medical school, and what she thinks pros and cons of getting this degree were. Uh Yeah. So I did do a master's degree, but it was not a master's in public health. It was actually a master's in education, which is um, very similar because just like you mentioned, it's a one-year program. And a lot of students, like a lot of my classmates who did a master's degree, did it between their third and fourth year of medical school. Um, I decided to do it between my fourth year of medical school or between graduating medical school and between starting residency, because I just felt like that was the right time for me. So I did a master's in education at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And it was just a really lovely year. It was lovely to take a break from medicine and really just learn more about teaching, learn more about how people learn, learn more about designing curriculums, learn more about adult learning and group learning, and just all of these other things. Because for me, I eventually wanted to circle back and help teach medical students because I had been very frustrated with some of the things 
within my own medical education, how rigid the teaching styles were and just kind of old, the old fashioned teaching techniques that were not always friendly to all types of learners. So I did take a year between graduating from medical school and starting my residency to do this master's degree. And it was overall a very good experience. I now have extra initials behind my name. And it just gives me a little bit more uh, qualification when it comes to like interacting with my local medical school, volunteering to teach courses and things like that. Very neat. So as you can see, it's definitely something that uh, may benefit you and, and you like it, you know, it's a, it's again, it's pursuing a, a passion aside from just medicine alone. Now there's other MD master's program and just to name a few, there's a MD master's of law, which is basically focusing on health law, MD master's in bioethics, MD master's of science and clinical epidemiology, an MD master's of science and health policy research and translational research. So again, um, as time evolves, I think there'll be more and more. And then there's the combined program, the MDJD program. And this program is for physicians with an interest in the legal aspect of medicine, obviously. So they, they get their JD degree and their MD degree. These doctors may have an interest in medical ethics, or they would like to go into healthcare law or work for a hospital or medical organization on the legal side of things. There is usually a separate application process, and you apply during your second or third year of medical school. You will need to take the LSAT as well, and then this will add about, if you get accepted, it adds about two more years on top of your four-year medical education. Some programs can provide supplemental scholarships and funding for the law school, which may cover a large portion of the law school tuition. However, some don't. And as you can imagine, that will also add a lot of money because law school is not cheap as well. So you will want to do your research if this is something you would like to pursue. But I think this is a really cool degree too, just to know the legal parts of medicine, because again, this is also a huge, huge, huge part of of medicine as well. And a lot of the pros and cons are similar as to the other um, different combined programs that we discussed. I personally don't know anybody who has an MDJD um, degree. Do you, Dr. Marina? Not necessarily who did it together. I do have a friend who went to law school, got his JD, and then practiced law for a couple of years and then decided that he actually wanted to be a doctor and went back and had to take pre-med classes, went back to medical school and became an ophthalmologist. So yeah, I mean, people have all sorts of combined programs. I know a couple of doctors who have MBAs, so they're interested in like um, healthcare administration. So they often work part-time as doctors and often part-time as healthcare administrators, like a chief medical officer or chief executive officer of a healthcare clinic or hospital or organization. But yeah, you can get any combination of degrees. It's pretty cool. Don't limit yourself to just one. If you feel called to also pursue something else, then by all means do it. It's just extra money and extra time. But if you feel like that's a good fit for you, then there are people doing that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's that's a great example with your friend. Because say if you are in a position that you're you're like, oh, I would have liked to maybe be a doctor or, or be an attorney or a lawyer. It's nice that there's these combined programs because your friend went more so the longer route versus with this program, 
you would at least save two years worth of time and also money as well. Well, I hope you all learned something today about different avenues you can consider taking for your professional career in medicine. Do your homework, as Dr. Marina always say, and also do your research to find out about the different programs that exist out there. And as always, we love hearing from you and getting feedback on what you want to hear or what you need. Check out our website or follow us on any of our social media channels. Peace and love, everyone. 